Please turn with me this evening to John's Gospel, uh, chapter 10, and verse 9. John 10, verse 9. The words of Christ, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. My message tonight is taken from this verse alone, and its uh, subject title is A Heaven's Entry Point. Heaven's Entry Point. Well, these are the words of the Lord Jesus. They're very simple words, aren't they? Anybody can understand it. I am the door. I am the door. He was, he, he could have used very eloquent words. He could have used words which would have baffled people and, uh, and caused people to admire his eloquence. He could have used highfalutin words, but no. He always spoke, especially when he was speaking to the ordinary person, the person on the street, as it were, he spoke as easily and as simply as he could because he wanted to be understood. He wanted people to understand exactly what he was saying. He didn't want them to be baffled. At times, of course, he used the parables, and that, then, he had, then he had an intention to hide things from certain people, certain groups who were not ready to receive them. But if there was a person there interested in salvation, well, he didn't complicate matters, but he sought to speak in a very easy way. And that's how I want to try and speak anyway tonight, to keep it very simple. And our message tonight is going to be a very simple one. I am the door. Well, it is a very unusual expression, isn't it? You know, people say, I am this or I am that, but you don't hear anybody saying, I am the door. Well, we all know what it means, but of course the Lord here is using a metaphor, and he's saying there's some similarity between a door and who he is. A door, as we know, as we know, gives access into certain places. And so also Christ is saying here, he is the door. By him you have access into life. By him you have access into heaven. By him you have access to God. I am the door. Well, doors are everywhere, aren't they? It's so easy to find a door. A door gives you access to all sorts of places. We have a door that gives only you and your family access to your home. And once you pass through those front doors, oh, how happy you are. Immediately, you're at rest. Immediately, you feel, oh, I can put my feet up. And, I, and there's no place like home. You love, as we all do, the comforts of home. And we feel it's such a special place. Well, as you've gone through that door, you felt those things subconsciously. A door gives you access, of course, to your car, to take you anywhere, to your place of work, so you can do your business and, uh, and, and earn uh, your, your salary, earn your money. A door gives you access to the park, so you can have a time of relaxation, perhaps with your friends, or with your spouse, you, with, your, with your children. You can go out and you can play. You can lie in the sun if that's your thing. A door gives you access to the school so you can study and you can learn uh, new things 
and it's a, a, a great place to, to go. A door gives you access to a hospital if you need be. I hope you don't usually have to go to a hospital unless you work there. But if you need a checkup or you need a, a medical treatment, there's a door to a hospital available to you. And once you go through it, you'll be seen to a door to a supermarket where you need to do your uh, uh, weekly shop to stock up on your food and your groceries. There's a door to a football stadium. And you can be go to be entertained or, or not by your football team. Well, that's, oh, there are so many doors, friends. It's a door to the church building uh, where you can come through those doors and you can hear the gospel and you can hear the word of God and you can hear the way to be reconciled with God and a way to get to heaven. Oh, that's a door that we should all pass through. It's a pity. Very few people enter through that door. But Jesus here is saying, I am the door. I, can, I am the access point uh, to God. If you want to come to know the, God the Father, if you want to come to know Him, you have to come through Him, through Christ. By me, He says, you must enter in. He is the access point to life, life a better life in this world, everlasting and eternal life and the entry point into heaven through Christ where you gain personal access to God. What do you find on the other side once you pass through the door by Christ? Well, you find the Father and you find his love and you find him welcoming you uh, to uh, himself and you're able to pray to him and to relate to him and to be in a good relationship with him. That's what you find as you pass by Christ, by this door uh, uh, on the other side. You go through this door, well, you'll find uh, eternal, you'll find a life, a much higher kind of life than you've been ever had in this world. When we are living in this, this life, all we know really are the things of sense and the things of time, the things we touch, the things we can feel, the things we can see with our own eyes. But you, can't, you enter through this door into salvation and you're taken to a higher life. The Lord gives you spiritual life and suddenly you begin to see things in a different way and you begin to see the world in a different way. You begin to see things in a, a way that you've never seen before. Before you had only had a concern for material things. But when you enter by this door, you see that God is real. You see that spiritual things are real. You see and, and know that his word is true and to be believed. And you're brought into a spiritual life. You're, you're brought to realize that you can walk with God. You can have that relationship with him and that communion with him and relate to him day after day. This is what you enter into when you enter by this door. This is what you find on the other side. It's not available before you enter in. You must enter in through this door in order to experience. People today are, will, uh, will sometimes refer to themselves as spiritual. When you ask them, 
What do you mean? What do you mean you're spiritual? And perhaps they talk about some new age mysticism or some other, other kind of uh, ism that they are, that they are, or there are praying people. But they know nothing really of contact with God. They know nothing of true spirituality, which is to be in re relation uh, with God. Christ, friends, also, when he says uh, he is the door, he is saying he is the door to the church family. The church family. Now, some people, they see the church family, they see the gathering of God's people, they see, oh, that they are happy, uh, happy people, and they want, and we are. They see that we are a united people, and we are. They see that we are a content people, and we are. They see that we are a people who are blessed by God. There's something different about us which they don't see in other parts, in other people, and in other congregations, as it were, in the world. They see that in God's people, and they want to be a part of it. They want to belong to this family. And so they like to be uh, amongst uh, God's people. And they say, well, I want to be a member of the church. Where do I sign up? Oh, it doesn't work like that, friends. You can't sign up to be, belong to God's family. Other people think, well, uh, I'll be baptized. Let me be baptized. If, if I'm baptized, then I can be, belong to God's family. Not so long ago, I used to work uh, in another country. And uh, this is how many of the friends there thought. They thought baptism uh, in, in, inducted them into God's family. Baptism was the all-important thing. If you came to my house and you took a shower in my house, that doesn't make you a member of my family. Neither does baptism make anyone, the water of baptism doesn't make anyone a member in Christ's family. No, friends, what we need is to come through this door. And that means believing in Christ. That means depending on the Lord Jesus Christ for forgiveness. That means depending on him for a new life. Asking him to convert, convert you. If you want to belong to God's family, you must know a converting experience in your life. You may be a churchgoer. You may have been a churchgoer for many a year even. But if you haven't known uh, the conversion in your life, you cannot really say that you belong to the Lord's family. If you've never really been changed from within and uh, experienced that change from above, you can never really say you belong to the church family. You must be converted, friends. And then we can also say, uh, when Christ says, I am the door, he is saying that he is heaven's entry point. Oh, friends, heaven is such a tremendous place. It's, it's such a wonderful place. I can't wait to get there. I'm sure if you're a believer, you have the same aspirations and hope. You long to be in heaven because you've heard just a little bit of it. And it's wet your appetite already. And you're longing to be there. Things that uh, will entertain us. If you take a peek into heaven, what will you see there? You'll see the people, well, they're so happy. 
They're so happy. They're ecstatic, really. You, can, you cannot imagine what the, the joys that they have. They're so uh, deeply, things are there which are so deeply interesting to them. You see them so satisfied. There's no complaining there. There's no murmuring in heaven. There's no one saying, I don't want to be here any longer. Get me out of here. No one is saying that. There's, there's, there's no pain. There's no sickness. Oh, friends, what a terrible world we live in. Only today we were talking to a, a young man, and he was saying these things. He's not a believer, but he recognizes that even this, this world, there's so much pain and suffering and miseries. And he, he himself was saying, why does God allow all these things? Why is there so much trouble in this world? And we know it's because of sin. But friends, heaven is free from sin. Heaven is free from all these things. No unfriendliness in heaven. No corruption. No injustice. No failure in heaven. All these things are absent. Oh, friends, surely you want to go there. Surely you desire to be found there as a resident, uh, a permanent resident in heaven. Christ is the way to get there. Christ is the door into heaven. And it's the only door. It's the only entrance into heaven. Christ here says, I am not a, a door, I am the door. I am the door into a heaven. You go to Greenwich Park. I'm sure if you've uh, been there, it's a beautiful park to go to. But you know there are many entry points into Greenwich Park. You can go in via Greenwich itself, but there are at least two entry, entrance points there. We can go in through Blackheath, and there are two, perhaps three, uh, that I know of. And there are so many different ways, and it doesn't really matter which way you enter in. Uh, you'll still get to the park, and you'll get uh, to the center of the park from either entrance you, you go through. And many think of heaven like that. Many think, well, there are multiple uh, entrances into heaven, and it doesn't really matter which one you go through. Oh, you, uh, there is one door here, and the Muslims are streaming in through that door, and there's another entrance here, and the Buddhists are coming in, and another one there uh, for the Hindus, and another, another one uh, further along where all the good people are coming in. And it doesn't really matter, all these different access points, because they're all getting to the same place. They'll all be in heaven at last. That's not true. The Lord here, by saying, I am the door, he's saying, there's only one access point. There are not multiple access points uh, to heaven. It's limited to just one. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Only the name of Jesus. Only by trusting in him. Only by coming to God by him can we be saved. I am the door also. Well, that's the door, isn't it? Is uh, to safety. We, again, I am the door. Uh, if any man enter by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. You enter by Christ, you'll be safe. Safe, you say? Safe? 
Safe from what? No one is chasing me. I'm not in any danger. Yes, you are. If you're on the other side of that door, if you haven't entered through that door, you are in a great danger, friends. You are, if you haven't repented of your sin, you haven't believed as yet in the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what your profession may be, no matter even if you come to church regularly, if you haven't done those simple things, you're in a dangerous, precarious position. God's justice is chasing after you. You've stolen life from him, and you've kept it all to yourself. You were meant to return it to him. You were meant to give it back to him. It was lent to you. But now you said, no, I'm keeping it for myself. I'm stamping my ownership upon it. But it doesn't belong to you. You filled your pockets with gifts that come from his store. You've not returned You've not paid for it with any thanksgiving, with any gratefulness, with any praise to him. You've withheld these things from him. And so God's justice is hot on your tracks, friends. It's ready to apprehend you. It's ready to take you and to cast you into hell. The only safe place for you, the only place where you can run to is to Christ to enter by him, to stand, as it were, behind him. Once you have entered, you stand behind him and you will be safe. And then when justice comes to that door and justice says, I demand that he be handed over, well, the Lord will say, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Touch him not. He doesn't belong to you anymore. I have paid the, all that he owes to you. And when justice hears those words from Christ, he smiles, he smiles, and he leaves contented, and he pursues you no longer. Oh, friends, there is safety in Christ from the judgment of God, and that's the only safe place for you. You dare not go anywhere else. You, but you enter in here and you are safe, you are saved. Christ has saved you. Now if Christ, friends, hadn't have come, if he didn't come and make a way to God, if he didn't come uh, and, uh, and stay to us uh, and, and give his life for us on Calvary's cross, then we would have no salvation, no way uh, to heaven there would be no access point for us. There would be no door to heaven. Imagine that, no door. What good, what good would it be, friends, uh, to have a hospital with all the latest and the best equipment and the best doctors and surgeons in the hospital, and yet there was no door to get into it and to access those, the things there? What good use would it be to have a school, an excellent school, and uh, with the best teachers inside, the finest teachers, the state-of-the-art facilities there. But there was no door for your children to get into that school. What if there was no door to heaven? No door to heaven, and only perhaps windows through which you could look through and peek through 
and peer through those windows and you could only see what life was like there from the outside. It would just be tantalizing, isn't it? To just look from the outside and see, oh, these people, they look inside, they're so happy. They're smiling, they're full of joy and the unimaginable things that they're going through. Oh, I wish I could enter there but there's no way there's no door for me to enter I can only see these things from the outside oh friends that's not the case there is a door through which you can go you can partake of those blessings that you see the people in heaven have you can, it can be your portion it can be your end you can find yourself in heaven because there is a door that Jesus has come and made that door. And he went through Calvary's, uh, to Calvary's cross. He made a way possible for us to be forgiven our sins. Taking upon uh, himself the penalty of our sins. That which was due to us fell upon his shoulders. And he so willingly bore it all away. He only could unlock the gates of heaven and let us in. Oh, friends, we needed a door to get to God and to heaven. And Jesus says, I am the door. But the door not only gives access, it also denies access, doesn't it? It prevents intruders from entering in. It prevents burglars from entering into your house, or at least it's some kind of a deterrent to them. It keeps, a door keeps people out. As you know, I'm sure, before uh, our church had its uh, gate, well, some of our neighbors took it upon themselves to, to treat our garden uh, like a park. And they would come along with their dogs, and uh, the dogs would well, do their business and everything in our garden. Because there was no gate. There was no door to keep them out. Thankfully now we have a door. We have a gate. And that, uh, that no longer happens. Well, who, people are excluded from heaven. Not everyone, uh, who, uh, those who do not enter by this door uh, are excluded from, uh, from, from uh, heaven itself, from salvation. Who are those people? Who are those perhaps they even come to the door but never enter in? Well, there's the self-righteous person. Uh, he, he comes in. He knocks very loudly on this door. The door, you must open to me. It, uh, you must open to me. It's only right for you to open to me, he says. But the door doesn't budge. The door doesn't open to this self-righteous person who thinks... He can get in by his own righteousness. The proud person comes to the door and he cries out and he cries aloud outside the door but he receives no answer as well. God doesn't hear his cry. There's no response from the inside. No, he is left on the outside of this door. The churchgoer comes and knocks loudly and cries loudly, Lord, Lord, open to us. It's me, your friend. I've sat in your house for many a week. I've heard your word many times. I did many wonderful things. There were times when I even prayed to you. Lord, Lord, hear me. 
open the door. And their voice comes back, depart from me. You're a stranger to me. I don't know you. That's what the Lord will say if we stay on the outside and we don't come uh, to him and enter in. Friends, the door, uh, who, will, who will the door open to? To the humble person. To the person who comes to, that, to the Lord on their knees. This is the kind of person the Lord will respond to. To the person who is repentant and who is sorry for the way that they have lived their lives. Who is sorry for their sins. Who are willing to give their life over to Christ. To yield their lives entirely over to Him. To this kind of humble person who is broken over his sin and is truly repentant and sorry over it. The door swings open. The door swings open for this person and through Christ and through faith in Him they are able uh, to uh, they are able to enter in. Oh friends, what a joy, what a privilege it is to have this door. Come to Him, friends. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Come in this humble way. Why will you deny yourself? It's such a simple thing to do to enter through a door. There's nothing great and nothing tremendous that God asks for you. It's the most simplest thing in the world to walk through a door. And so it is to come to Christ. But some things within us, pride, holding on to our own righteousness, that may keep us from doing these things. Well, in closing, doors are everywhere, isn't it? Doors, as we said, are in your home itself. You have a door to the kitchen, a door to the garden, a door to the bedroom, a door to the biscuit cupboard, a door to the fridge. Everywhere there's a door. And I want you, friends, every time you open a door, let it be a mini-sermon to you. Let it be a reminder to you, not from me, but from the Saviour. Every time you open the door, hear the words of Christ. I am the door. If you enter by me, you shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Don't just stand and look and admire the door. Some people do that. Oh, the door is wonderful, but they never enter in. The door is an access point for you to go, to go in. Enter into heaven, enter into life, enter into salvation. Don't sit outside. Don't sit on the step outside and pray. Come in. Come in, friends. Come in by believing. It's open to any man who will humble themselves. Any person, whatever your background whatever your education level, whatever uh, your ethnicity, it's open to us all. If only we will come humbly and receive these things. Christ is the door to life, to everlasting life. Come to him, friends, believing in him with all your heart, and he will surely save you. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you for these simple words of our Saviour. And we pray that even these simple words tonight may be a help to us and an exhortation and a stir to us that we also 
as individuals one by one may enter in and find all that you have said to be true and much more. O Lord, bless us, we pray. Grant to us your salvation. Grant to us faith. Grant to us heaven. We ask through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.